What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We, of course, are in the heart of Arlington County. That's Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode 183. And alongside me, I've got one of our co-hosts here today across from me. It's Tess Strike. Tess, what's up? Not much. How are you? I am doing well. I'm doing I'm doing great. Docs is not here, so it's a great no. <laughs> I, I don't want to say that because he actually he'll he'll listen back and give me a hard time. But unfortunately, Docs is uh, out of town this week, and I believe next week. So it's just you and I. It's kind of lonely in here. I, it is kind of it is kind of lonely. Um, you know, Docs adds such a unique dimension. So we he'll be missed for the next uh, two episodes. There'll be no like random obscure simpsons references <laughs> that only a select few of the audience can pick out do you understand his simpson references? no and i love it when we get tweeted at and I then know. i'm specifically outed that i won't understand the reference uh, well i don't it's not just you who doesn't understand the reference i think it's 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 you and i and you know probably 90 percent. yeah i'd say 90 i think 90 percent is a, is a good uh but uh, you 10 percenters out there, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry there'll be no uh, random Simpsons references. Um, the Simpsons wasn't a show that uh, I, I ever really got into. I like it. You, I just don't, you don't follow it that yeah, closely. You're not one of these like real, hardcore. hardcore, yeah, who knows every little Simpsons no, reference. No, no, no. Um, I don't know if there's a show that I could think of that I know every reference like that. Um, Unfortunately, recently, The Bachelor. <laughs> so now I'm outing myself here. Um, Just the most recent yeah. season? Well, or? you know, I, I could probably, you know, tell you a little bit about um, a little bit about the details of the last few seasons, I have to say. Um, and I'll blame it on Julie. But uh, yeah, The Bachelor um, is a show that's in my rotation uh, I can't say I'm proud of that. Do you watch it if she's not there? No, I don't. I actually can say uh, in all seriousness, uh, without lying, that I don't watch it unless she is watching it. And so I'll miss a couple episodes here and there, but I usually get caught up on what's what's happening and how uh, Colton's doing with all his uh, bachelorettes that he's uh, <laughs> chasing after this season. Um, so that's a show for me. Um, I don't know all the crazy specific details like Docs does about the Simpsons. I mean, he can like probably recite episodes. Um, I can't think of offhand any episode, any other show that would be uh, something that I could reference like Docs can reference the Simpsons other than sporting events. How about you? Is there any show that you really got into? Yeah, my friends and I all love Grace and Frankie, but I think that's also like if your mm. community and your friends all watch it together, okay. then you have like group references right, to right, it. Right, right. That's yeah. I, I've never watched that show, but uh, so heard. I don't have cable, so all ah, of my stuff has to okay. be on some kind of streaming platform. Is it legally streamed? Or? It is. Le I do. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't pay for my Netflix subscription, but somebody does. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of um, rogue ways you can get all the streaming stuff. I don't know anything about that. Docs would have to. Not that I'm saying he does that, but I, it sounds like something he could do. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, that's our. Um, uh, TV portion of the program today. Uh, we got a big show to get to. Uh, excited about our guest today. I'm not sure I can pronounce her last name, so I'm not going to even attempt it. 
Bethany S., uh, she's a local runner who's qualified for the Olympic trials in Atlanta. Uh, Docs, Tess, and I are heading to Atlanta in 2020. We we've are. Ar- I love already, this optimism. We've, we've already we've already decided that somebody is taking us there, so <laughs> we're kind of free agents. But um, Bethany's definitely heading to Atlanta for the Olympic trials. I think it's February 19th uh, of next year. So about a year from now, she'll be lining up. Uh, running the Olympic trials uh, for a chance to make the Olympic team. She's a local runner who ran at George Mason, has has become an a, elite runner uh, recently, and uh, her story is just just non traditional and and pretty interesting. And so we're excited to tell that story with Bethany today. Be- Bethany S. and she'll also tell us how to pronounce her last name. Uh, she was one of the, the runners who was in contention to be the top runner in the runner rankings. Uh, so the runner rankings are out. We'll talk a little bit about the runner rankings later on in the program. Also on, today pro, on today's program, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of world records. Uh, one that happened here this past week and uh, I was a part of with Pacers Running. And then another one that is dog-related. I love a good dog story. Yeah, who doesn't love it? And it's running related too. So uh, we've got a dog slash running related world record to get to. Excited to talk about that. Our buddy, the marathon investigator, Derek Murphy, uh, he was in the news this past week. Uh, so we will touch on that. We touched on him last week about the um, Philadelphia Marathon. And maybe our listeners, I don't know, maybe move the needle on something. So uh, we'll talk about that later on the program. Also, the love the run you're with, uh, the, the race happened last week, so the Pacers racing season is officially begun. Off and running. Off and running. I like that pun. And uh, so we will talk about that race, and uh, we've got many other races to get to here this, uh, this, this year. In March, we've got a, a couple of big ones that we'll talk about as well. Uh, then finally, uh, you brought this story to my attention, um, a premier soccer league fan he's getting to his his each of the away games of his favorite team in a very unique fashion and i love the way he's doing it so uh we will uh we will talk about him and how he's uh getting to each of his away his favorite team's away games so a lot to get into today on this big show but um before we get to Bethany, I did want to talk about uh, my experience with Wardian. We've touched on uh, what Michael Wardian was trying to do. We've had Michael Wardian on the show uh, at least once, maybe maybe a couple times, where he's, um, you know, the last time on, he talked about his unbelievable journey of running the entire CNO Canal path, I think 182 miles, and he ran the fastest known time of 36 hours or something ridiculous like that. That was a ridiculous feat. But... What I saw him do this past week may be even more ridiculous, I believe. Uh, he went out to set the record for the fastest time ever uh, that Guinness has on the record books for 10 marathons and 10 straight days. So he ran his first seven, which makes it even crazier and more unique, on seven different continents. So he's done this uh, seven different continents, seven races in seven days, Uh experience before it's this world marathon challenge uh where you get about 20 people who fly to starting in antarctica go around the world uh then they end up in miami on on the seventh day and run a marathon every single day so he did that and then he decided let me see if i can do three more marathons at haynes point because that wasn't enough to begin with it wasn't enough 
and see if I can set the record. The, the, the previous record was a, by a guy named uh, Rick Verco, uh, 2013, a British guy. He ran 10 marathons in 10 days in Miami. He averaged 259 per marathon. Wardian started out in Antarctica. Tough day for him because it was too hot. And too hot was, I think, maybe 34 degrees or something like that. So it was ridiculously hot, uh, which caused a problem with the footing because things were melting and, you know, there's snow everywhere. So it was so slushy that it was difficult for him to turn over and get to uh, his typical under three-hour fast time. So he ran 316 there. So kind of put him behind uh, pace early on. But then goes throughout the the marathons, uh, the next six marathons, and gets himself down to uh, about a 258 pace. So when he got to D.C., you know, all he had to do was, and I say all he had to do in air quotes here, was <laughs> run his his eighth, ninth, and tenth marathon in faster than 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 pace. Um, what I didn't realize about this marathon challenge, I didn't think about the lack of sleep that these guys get is just crushing you know so mike said that he for the seven days he believes he slept about 14 to maybe 20 hours for okay those seven but days. if he's the weirdest sleeper i've ever interacted right, true. with so Very this true. i think plays to his advantage if nothing else that's probably true he probably gains strength from two hours of sleep yeah, yeah. Could, he's refueled could be right. ready to go you, you, you could be correct on that um so that was that was you know something that i didn't really think about because you're not like finishing this marathon and then sleeping in a hotel in Antarctica and then getting up the next day and flying to the next spot. No, you got to race to this plane that's chartered to go to the next country or the next continent. I'm sorry, next continent, not even next country. Well, it's a different country still. Yeah, it's a different country, different continent. So, so he, you, you know, you sleep on the plane where you can uh, and, you know, he is there. He finishes first in all the races and he's there cheering everybody on for the next two, three hours. Then they jump on the plane grab a couple hours of sleep, and then head out to the next place and then do it again. This whole event to me is a logistical nightmare. It's crazy, right? It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Because it's not just sleep then. It's like, when do you eat? Right. When do all the times actually go off for the races with the time changes and the different zones? Like yep. To me, like the organizers for this race are yeah. really working some they, magic They, they are. And, and you're right. But the food thing too, he said, you know, because you're going to different places, different cultures, different food, and you you know you can only pack so much food. You can only eat so many granola bars, you know, to prepare for a marathon. You got to have something of substance. You're gonna you know? get real hungry by day four. <laughs> yeah, so he's eating different foods in different countries and different continents and all over the place. And you know, it's not like I want my turkey sandwich, and that isn't necessarily <laughs> is what is that your pre? That's my pre race meal. Like if I was gonna run an evening marathon, it'd be a turkey sandwich and. The night before, I'd want some pasta and, you know, a typical runner's, uh, you know, what, what a typical American runner would want, but that isn't necessarily available to him. So he navigated that. I would love to see him check like 18 pounds of dry pasta <laughs> onto a flight. Right, right. And may, maybe that's the move. I don't know. If you like pasta, that, that may be my move. Uh, I don't know if I could keep turkey on ice or if they'd allow you to even bring I, raw bring, meat into yeah. a country. <laughs> probably would well, be cooked turkey but yeah you're, you're you're exactly right i don't know if turkey would be able to fly from one continent to another i don't know again these are very good logistical questions that they have to figure out an answer to and somehow they do and mike does uh he gets to miami runs his last marathon 
And again, he was at about 258 pace. So he was under the 259 average pace. So uh, I, I talked to him that morning. He says, well, you know, it, I, I, he had planned to, um, his family was there that night in Miami. So he had planned to go to the hotel, catch two hours of sleep, get, get a 4 a.m. flight to D.C., and then try to run a noon marathon at Haynes Point on Thursday morning. Mm -hmm. So this is Wednesday night going in. Wednesday was his last race in Miami. So he decides he actually is in need of some rest. Shocked. I know. Can you believe it? Like you said, he, I think he probably fuels himself on two to three hours of sleep. So he says, can we move the marathon to seven on Thursday night and then do the following marathon at noon on Friday and noon on Saturday? So we move it to seven. Um, he comes well-rested and yeah he slept all of what four hours <laughs> probably four hours in his own bed at home um and you know it was a really cool uh it was a it was a really cool event because the community really embraced him the running community here really embraced him we had a, a group of runners from our dc fun runs come out some people ran with him jumped in and out of the race with him uh we had a number of his fans on Facebook or, you know, who listened to our program, who came out and supported him and just cheered him on that Thursday night. ABC seven was out there. They did a story on him, uh, videoed. I ran with him a little bit, videoed us running together, uh, for this marathon and he runs two fifty. So his fastest time yet cruising. <laughs> I know. So he runs two fifty. I mean, literally I was out trying to run with him and you try to run with him for like a couple of five K laps. Cause it's eight, five K laps, eight, 5k-ish laps around I think you are the personal expert on Haynes Point marathons. (laughs) No, I've done enough. Yeah, if if, if there's an authority on Haynes Point marathons, I'm your guy. So if anybody wants to know anything about it, I know every single nook and cranny and turn and all that stuff. So uh, eight uh, laps of 5k laps. I try to run a couple laps with them, you know, six miles. And and it's just, it's, it's hard to process that he had just finished seven marathons in seven days and he didn't barely sleep and he's dropping me. And it's just, it was a tough, it was, it was, I have to say it was a blow to the ego. Yeah. It's, it's not going to feel good. <laughs> no, it didn't feel good. Uh, so he finishes that one next day, Friday, he runs at noon again, an uh, that outpouring of support of the local community. People come and run with them. Uh, you know, um, amazing uh, race. He runs two forty eight. Uh, so he's only getting, getting faster, faster <laughs> getting faster. So it's going to take a catastrophic, for him, catastrophic, uh, if we all would have a catastrophic race and run 325. So a catastrophic race of uh, something above 325 would not set the record uh, for the final day. Uh, For the final day, there's probably 200-some people out there. Dustin Whitlow, uh, a uh, local star runner who does a lot of photography and and, uh, for, for running in the area, great photographer, he runs the entire thing with Mike which was very, very cool. So Mike's last run um, was 244.33. Look so at him go. Finishes 244.33, sets the record, averaging 255, uh, sets the Guinness Book of World Records. You can see the results on runwashington.com. You can see these three marathon results, and we'll tweet out a couple links from the event. It was it was pretty amazing. One of the, one of the most amazing things was uh, he sponsored uh, or has some sort of relationship with T-Mobile, and um, the CEO, like, 
the guy who started T-Mobile was out there cheering him on. Is he local in D.C. No. or did he fly in? He he was here in town and doing something. I don't know, speaking to somebody. And now I'm way outside my lane. I try to stay in my lane. Talking to somebody on Capitol Hill or something. I, I don't know what he was here. And again, I'm awful. I know his first name's John. John mm-hmm. Legere or something like that. We'll find him. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he comes to the event. You know, the guy is worth millions and millions, $100 million, whatever. You know, comes to the event. He takes a bike share with his crew, his T-Mobile crew, to the event. He's got his all his pink T-Mobile Surprised they didn't on. scooter. I, I know. That would have been more appropriate for our show. But they take <laughs> the bike share. Uh, very cool. And then he's there for a couple hours watching and cheering Mike on. Uh, and he's there for the award ceremony. And it was just a really cool event. Colleen Concan did an article on Mike uh, in the Washington City paper, which was very cool. We will tweet out that link. And Colleen, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. It's going to be a day of mispronouncing names. That's just what it is today. Uh, so awesome article. Awesome, awesome job by Mike. Uh, a crazy feat. It's just mind, mind-blowing that he was able to, to, to do all that. And then he runs the love the run you're with uh, the next day. Yeah, I saw him cruising out there with I the know. dog, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nuts. All right, so we'll talk dog running, love the run you're with a little bit later on. Both those things. So that's the tease for both of those things. We got some stories about those. Uh, but before we get to that, excited to next be joined in studio by a local star runner. She ran at George Mason, and now she is a runner who's qualified for the Olympic trials and the marathon, and she'll be running in Atlanta next year this time. Uh, to try to qualify for the Olympic team. It's Bethany S. She's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Tess, we are excited to be joined by, I I just found out how to pronounce her name, Star local runner Bethany Sackleben joins us here in the studio. Bethany, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank. Did, did I do it okay? Was that correct? It was perfect. Do people have a? I, I've I've mispronounced names throughout the history of this show, <laughs> but I think I've mispronounced three names already uh, today on this episode. On this episode. <laughs> So do people mispronounce your name all the time? Oh yeah, yeah okay. they just completely butcher okay. it. So right. so it's got to have it's got to have um, roots of what? Uh, it's, it's it's German roots there. Yeah, right? that's that's all we know. So do you you don't know your history, your parents from Germany? No, you don't know any of the German history. and Dutch, and allegedly the name means soft life. So. Soft life. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not that doesn't fit you at all. <laughs> soft life. Well. well Maybe you thought you were going to have a soft life in, 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 in high school before you're a runner. We're going to yeah. talk a lot about your, your running, um, building into where you are now as a professional runner. Because you are a professional runner, right? Do you have a sponsor that you're running running for right now? No, I don't have so any she, sponsor. She is a free agent. <laughs> um, you've qualified for the Olympic trials. It's going to be February. I think I said February 19th. It's February 16th of next year. That's How exciting is that? That's pretty cool. I have dreamed to qualify for that for a long time, so it's 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 awesome, but it also feels like really far away and I don't really even think about it because there's stuff to focus on now, right. I guess. So you're you're now training uh for other things. So t- take us where to to where you are right now running-wise. What are you training for? How's the running going? Yeah, right now I am back on the track. Um we're trying to get the 10K Olympic Trials qualifier 
standard. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, and so that's thirty-one fifty. My PR now is thirty-two fifty. Okay. So that was a few years ago. So we're just getting back at it and doing fast stuff, which right. is really weird after marathon training, but it's it's really fun. It's a nice change. So would you rather focus on the track or would you focus on the marathon? I think um, track workouts are more fun, but I know I'm better at the marathon, so right. I know that's what I would uh, that's what I will be focusing right. on. Okay. All right. Well, before we get into kind of your your mar- marathon trials, uh, training for the Olympic trials on track, Take us back. Uh, I've, I've read, we're going to tweet out a couple stories on Bethany here. Uh, take us back to, let's, let's go back to high school because you've got a non-traditional, like for somebody who breaks 240 in the marathon, they generally are a star high school runner who runs at a big college and then graduates and goes off to a, you know, a, a, you know maybe, maybe some sort of club or team or whatever. But your, your, your story is much different, right? So take us yeah. back kind of to high school. Were you even a runner on your team in high school? I actually did not attend high school. I was homeschooled my whole life until wow. college. Um, and where are you from? Um, I've lived in Manassas, Virginia for a while. I was born okay. in Alaska, okay. moved to California, but I've spent a lot of time in Manassas. here. Okay. So I feel like I, I'm from Virginia. Okay. Um, so yeah, my mom taught us for... You know, all through elementary school, middle and school, high school. how many siblings? I have four siblings. Okay, wow. Yeah, so okay. there's a lot of us. Um, we always played sports, and we were always playing soccer and tennis, but I was, like, terrible at them. And my siblings are so athletic, and they're really good at it. So that's when I was like, I'm quitting sports, and I'm just going to run because, you know, that doesn't take much skill. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't take a specific ball skill or hand-eye coordination, <laughs> but it's very difficult to run as fast as you're running, for sure. Um, so... Do you have a team that you can latch on to? Like, how does that work if you're homeschooled? Uh, for organized sports, it's yeah. really easy. Yeah, you can sign up for a travel team for okay. soccer and, you know, have practice. Two or but three for a, a high school team, you don't run for your traditional high school team in Manassas, right? Or do you? Right. No, you're actually, it's, you're not allowed in Virginia. Homeschoolers are not allowed to be on high school teams and it's weird because even though you're a taxpayer you're still not allowed to Hmm. take part in any of those activities there's a tebow bill where he was trying to to get that passed to let homeschoolers on but in this state it's it's um not allowed so i didn't run at all in high school i didn't even know that track was a thing that's kind of funky because i went to a virginia high school that didn't have varsity sports and i was allowed to go and compete for my home high school so it's a total bummer that you're not able to do so as a homeschooler yeah it it does it it really stinks it it takes away a lot of opportunities i understand why they do it but yeah it's kind of crazy so homeschool so you don't even run track or cross country yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't run either of those. So when did you like do your first organized race? Tell me your first organized race that you can remember. It might have actually been a Pacers race. It was a 4th of July race I did with my dad. I think I was 19. Okay. And I ended up winning it. And it was our first race. And I was like, cool. Like, I just got, you know, 100 bucks or whatever. Right. It was pretty awesome. It, um, and yeah, that was it. I think that was my, maybe my sophomore year at Nova. Okay. So. So you go to Nova. You're not running like organized for a team or anything like that but obviously you know you know you're 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 a pretty good runner so are you doing workouts though at this time or are you just going for like a five mile run around the block what's what's life like this yeah i just was going out for you know 30 minutes or an hour i honestly had no idea there was such thing as a workout 
and I just thought you like go out and jog for a while and then you stay in shape that way and so coming to college was a real shock when I was like oh this is really hard so so you win this race you're not really doing workouts this is crazy that you're um when you say jogging Yeah, jogging is yeah probably relative. I'm sure. Yeah, I honestly don't even. I don't, don't know, know what, what I was doing. I had a lunch break at work. I worked right. 12 hour shifts, and I had an hour. So I was like, okay, I have 45 minutes if I shower afterwards to go out and run. So I'll just see how far I can go in that time. And okay. that was like my afternoon run. All right. So you're, you 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 win this race. You say I, I got to get to a four university and run. At least that's what I think you would be thinking, right? <laughs> uh, no. Um, I just kept like running for fun mm-hmm. and then i signed up for the rock and roll marathon okay and i can't remember what year it was maybe 2013 yep um and i did it because i thought it would be so cool to say i ran a marathon that'd be awesome and i think i got second there <laughs> at the in the marathon <laughs> yeah and i like the day before i figured like well i need to run like almost the distance just to make sure i can do it so i got on a treadmill at planet fitness and ran like 20 miles on the treadmill and was like okay yeah the friday yeah. before yeah, I was like, I'm confident I can go out there and, like, finish this race. And I did finish it. It was really dumb. You finished in second. Yeah. After running 20 miles a day before. Yeah, it was not We this. have a challenge yeah. for you. <laughs> I know. We just talked about Wardian running 10 days, 10 marathons. and I mean, you, Oh, my gosh. You he could, is insane. Well, you're not that far off, I don't think so. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, um, I, I think... I'm trying to. I'm trying to get. I didn't even realize that story, but I'm trying to get the chronological order here. You also were out on a run one time and were hit by a car. Was that before or after the marathon? That was. Ooh, that was before. Okay. So yeah. tell us about that experience. So you're out running, jogging, not knowing what you're doing, obviously, and then yeah, like in this awful accident, right? <laughs> yeah, it sounds really crazy. I was on the. There was a really big shoulder. It's on 234, which is a pretty major highway here if you're from around here. And um, I was running with traffic, which was obviously a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea what was happening. And I just got hit from behind. Wow. And it kind of like flung me off into a ditch. And I happened to just kind of bounce it was right. crazy and i and like i got a helicopter ride because they thought something was actually wrong with me um but i just literally like bounced off did the you car. lose lose consciousness no wow that's crazy yeah okay. i went to the hospital and there was like a few bruises and the car was going 50 miles an hour which is in the police report but i guess wow. he just hit me in the right spot with the right part of his car and i was fine i was that's a little an, sore but that was that's, it that's an incredible story okay so that Fortunately, didn't derail you. So yeah, <laughs> you get a you get a, a helicopter ride to Anova. You're fine. <laughs> you run the marathon 20 miles a day before, and then run the marathon and finish in second place. Um, at that point, you probably win some prize money. Do you take the prize money to, uh, you know, or, or are you thinking about maybe I need to run in college and keep my amateur eligibility? Yeah, I was going to take the prize money, and I called my dad, and I was like, Hey, I just got second at the marathon. And he was like, Do not take the prize money, okay. like reject it and then go find a school to go to see if mason will take you yeah. <laughs> and i was like all right fine <laughs> <laughs> would have been nice. i know like Ugh. so i did that and then i emailed the coach at mason okay um just asked hey um i ran a marathon can i come around your team and she not was... a request that they normally get but yeah okay <laughs> yeah and she just said sure come on out um what do you think that? she was thinking that like this girl out <laughs> right. of the blue wants to come be on my team she's never ran track before she apparently is this 
kick butt marathon yeah, exactly. star who's no one's heard of like what's going on i ask myself the same question i have no idea why she let me on the team or or if she was really hurting for people at the time but yeah i guess she just figured well i can work with someone who can at least run 26 miles yep. maybe she'll be willing to were you were you even in the school at that point or uh oh i had applied you i had was applied. planning okay. to go in the okay. fall gotcha. yeah okay all right so you decide you're going to run cross country and track at George Mason. You're about 20 years old at this mm-hmm. time. Um, this is your first like organized like practices and first time running organized track and field across country, right? Yeah. What was that experience like? Was it a shock? Yeah, it was super shocking. I just never expected workouts to be as hard as they were. I've never experienced that in another sport, and I think it really makes me appreciate it. coming from a different sport being like wow this stuff is really hard that we do yeah it was a shock and um it was weird because like I ended up being the fastest girl on the team and I felt really weird about that because I had no idea what I was doing and um I didn't know how long a track was and you didn't know how many meters that no (laughs) shoot we did mile repeats or no we did k's and I was like uh how many laps is that (laughs) because don't know that's, also, that's a hard one. It's two and a half. It's yeah, not like a three even yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they were really nice. They taught me everything. So George Mason, great college, but not necessarily a traditional school where you've got a lot of star runners. So you're immediately the top runner on the team. Yeah. Um, they must be like, wow, we've got something here. This is crazy. We better, uh, you know, make the best out of her. Um, did you... Uh, did you take to it immediately and start getting into workouts or was there a a break-in period where you're like, I don't know if I want to do this? Yeah, there was a break-in period. I think during cross country, we had our first race and I was like, well, this is too hard for me. I'm not doing this. And I told her I was quitting because I told her I was, you know, too overwhelmed with schoolwork, but really it was just like too hard for me and I was too lazy. And well, your name does mean soft, uh, soft life. Yeah. Yeah, Soft life. Yes. I was like, this is not on brand. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I, um, quit the team and I, cleaned out my locker and told her I was done and then my dad was like I don't think so and the head coach work, coach dog. Gerard Good yeah work. Good work. <laughs> uh coach Gerard who's my coach now yes. um he was really able to just like sit down and kind of talk some sense into me and um him and my dad and the assistant coach Tony they were all texting with each other yeah. and we're like yeah we're not gonna let her quit and I went out and I did a run like the next morning and I came across this old lady who I'd never seen before. And I was mid run and she stops me and goes, never stop running. And it was like wow. so crazy. It's like a sign. Yes. It's crazy. And it was the next morning afterwards. And she was like, I ran my whole life and it changed my life. And so never stop. And I was like, uh, what? And I lived in this neighborhood. I've never seen this lady. I run the same path, same time every day. So that right there was weird, and I texted my coach as soon as I got back, well, and I was like, I'm back. <laughs> it's either weird or Coach Gerard set her up. <laughs> yeah, they are like, can you go out there? <laughs> can you go out there and make it seem like it's a chance encounter, and really wasn't. So Yeah, he knows, because he's not religious at all, but he knows that I'm really religious, right. and I take things like that, and I, I'd be like, oh, that's hmm. definitely Have you something. ever thought he planted her there? No, no, Coach Gerard, uh, he is a great asset, obviously, for George Mason. He's yeah. been at Stanford. I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the country so yeah it's great that you have have him and he's currently your coach so uh, I remember when you were in college and again Mason isn't like the best and I was mm-hmm. like who is this Bethany who is like killing it for George Mason so you did become a, a pretty star runner at George Mason like so what were some of your best races at George Mason 
Um, I won like a bunch of Atlantic 10 titles and that was really cool and fun. And, um, I think going out to Stanford, Gerard was so nice and he brought me all by myself all the way out to Stanford to race a 10 K and I ended up PRing and it was just like, it was one of those magical races. Like everyone says Stanford is where it felt so easy. And I think that was my favorite race that I've had, but it was awesome. You were running for George Mason at the time. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So you graduate George Mason, you continue to run. So where are you, are you working at Mason now? Are you helping out with the team? Like, what's your current job situation? Yeah. Other than looking for sponsors, which our <laughs> which our show is going to help you get. Right. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm a financial operations analyst okay. at a tech company in Tyson's, and I volunteer at Mason so I can come to practice every day and run with them and um, still see my coach every day. So my job's really f- nice and flexible. My my boss doesn't quite understand but he supports it yeah and they let me work seven to three so that i can leave work and go to practice so yeah. it's really nice how's the how, now you've obviously transitioned to the point where you you feel like you're you know you are a a, a runner now you mm-hmm. you know about you, you know how long a track is you know what one, <laughs> yeah. 1k repeats are like how is that uh how has that transition been was it a long transition for you or do you feel like you're one of when you go out and race you know, some of the best people in the world, say at Stanford or whatever, do you feel like you're just one of them? Or are you still like the underdog who runs 20 miles and runs a marathon the next day? I think that's still something I work, I'm working on. It's really hard to feel like you belong with mm-hmm. these girls who have accomplished so much and they've done it their whole lives. And I think I, I always felt throughout my career that I didn't quite belong and I was like the new person. So I'm still trying to not be a fangirl when right. I get around like, you know, Molly Huddle right, or right. Shalene Flanagan. And that was the goal. That's the goal of this season is to start feeling like I belong. I ran 231-ish. I belong here with these people. So it's hard, though, to, to change my mindset and to to just start being like, focusing on beating people right. rather than just being, oh, I'm glad to be here. Right. I think that's pretty normal, though, to be a little starstruck. Yeah. Like, if you ever see celebrities at the Oscars and they're excited to see each other, and yeah. it's like that's Jennifer true. Lawrence, like, oh, my God, yeah. it's Bradley Cooper. Like, <laughs> right. I think that you get to have a moment like that yeah, and, it's and still, still really cool. feel like you can compete. Yeah. So you ran the marathon at Rock and Roll. I feel like you broke through when you ran, you broke 240 at Richmond. Did you yeah. win that race? Tell us about that. Was that a couple years ago? When was that? Yeah, it was 2017. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a really awesome race. We were actually planning on running the half marathon there okay. um, and getting the standard, the qualifying standard then, just getting it out of the way for the trials. And about two weeks before the race, um, I realized, I looked on the website and saw that the window had not even opened yet to qualify in the half. Oh. And yeah, because you can qualify in the marathon. For our listeners, you can qualify for the Olympic trials marathon by running a half marathon, right? Right. So the standard is 113, mm-hmm. but the window opens, I think, like a year later okay. than the marathon window. So as soon as I saw that, I just kind of felt like all my motivation drained out. And it was two weeks before the race. And we'd been training so hard for it. So did you go out for a 20-mile training <laughs> run? <laughs> just take out my frustrations yeah, yeah. on a 20-miler. Yeah. Yeah, so I race. talked to my coach, and a friend suggested, why don't you just jump in the marathon? I mean – You've done 100 miles a week. You should be fine. And I talked to Gerard, and surprisingly, he was down for it and emailed the direct the race director, and he said, sure, you can come in the marathon. So I think that ended up being the best thing because I had no pressure. I had not even thought about it until <laughs> that week when we got in the race, and it ended up 
just being so relaxed and yeah. fun and I felt like wow I belong in this distance it's the longer it is the easier it is and I think I was made to run marathons yeah the longer it is the easier it is <laughs> right so so you run uh two two thirty nine uh, at that marathon yeah uh, but that's not your fastest time. Tell us about your, your, your you've run a faster marathon than that. Yeah, I just ran 231.20 at California International wow. in this past December. It was a really cool that's amazing. experience. My, I mean, I, I to, my, my PR is 231.45, so that, that hurts <laughs> a little bit. At California International, which is a really, it is a, it is a great race. So, yeah, it's uh, fun. That, that race always has a lot of Olympic trials, but you mm-hmm. already had your standard, so you decided to go there just to get a fast time, just to figure out, wh- why yeah. did you decide that? Uh, the goal is to be ready to run sub 230 by the trials, yeah. so I wanted to put myself in as close of a position this time as I could, so that when the, my next marathon, the trials comes up, I'll be prepared mentally and physically to run under 230. I think it was important to get close and not have to PR by like 10 minutes right. when I get to the race. So got pretty close and it felt really comfortable. So I think I'm in a good position to, yeah. to progress. Um, now I, you know, I don't want to, you, you're doing great. You, you put yourself in a position, but you're at close to 230. I mean that at that point, you got to think about being top three. I mean, you kind of got to think that way, right? I mean, in top three, obviously, make the Olympic team that would go to Tokyo. Yeah, it had never really been something where I thought, wow, I could consider myself being on making an Olympic team. Um, and then when I ran 231.20 and it felt so easy, it was like suddenly it became like, you know, if I have a really good day yeah. and maybe some other favorites don't have a great day. It I happens all really, the time in the marathon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, things can go so wrong and, um, and things can go so right. Yeah. Yeah. So it became something where, you know, if I'm ready to run under two thirty, and if I could PR with five minutes again or something crazy like that, why not? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. Um, well, that's great that you're taking that, that attitude. Uh, so you just did that race. Uh, now the focus is on, uh, the, the outdoor race, uh, you said the outdoor, uh, 10K, 10K yeah. for, for 2019, are you talking about? Uh, the 2020 trials, 2020 trials. Yeah. Okay. Is there, a, is there a, sorry, is there a, there's a USA's this year, yeah. 2019, July. But, but are you, so you're not trained for that. I'm going to be there. I mean, as okay. long as provided I qualify, qualify I think it's okay. like the standard is 32 gotcha. low or something like gotcha. that. And I got in a few years ago. Okay. So yeah, I'll be there for that. Hopefully it'll be a fast race where right. maybe I get the standard there. Right. So for our listeners, every year there is a U.S. championships. And that's why I was kind of, I, I was kind of stuttering there because there's a U.S. championship and I believe there's a world team. Is there a world team this year? Yeah. Top three will go so to world. Top three go to world 2019. Then 2020, you're pretty set on the Olympic trials, marathon in February, and then July, the 10K. If you were, yeah. to, let's say you're crazy to, if you were make the team, would you still run the run the tri- trials in 2020? I know we're talking crazy here. Uh, hey, I yeah. would totally do it. Yeah. How often do you get to run the trials on the track? I think that's yeah. something so special. Very so cool. that'd be fun. All right, so you, you you mentioned that you run about, I mean, which is unfathomable to a lot of our, our listeners here, about 100, you you were running 100 miles a week. Like, take yeah. us through, like, a, what does a week of training look like for you? Uh, I usually, I'll run, on a regular week, I'll run 10 miles in the morning, 5 miles in the afternoon. Workout days, I usually get 18 to 20 miles total with a double, and we work out twice a week. 
um and then we'll have a long run on the weekend and i try to like cram all my miles in the week so that i can have an easy-ish day on right. sunday because i'm really lazy and it's, i like to what soft is, life <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. I gotta. What, what is your long run typically i don't go over two hours so okay. i'm usually around hour 55 okay all right, and um, you, so you just run based on on time, and, and my or does is mileage something you really want to hit, or do you want to um, hit like a certain number? Or I, I yeah, I don't focus so much on an exact mileage. Yeah. Um, I just you know run an hour and fifteen minutes, and I call that ten miles, okay. and I go kind of that way. Obviously, workouts were really yeah you detailed on about what, it, what but you're, what you're doing and. You're kind of training by yourself, right? Or do you have a group of, of people that you can train with and work out with? Yeah, I actually, I have the entire guys team. So you run so with the guys team. Okay. I, you know, attempt to chase them. Right. And then we actually have some fast girls this year okay. on the team that I've been able to work out with. So that's been really fun. That's great. Well, awesome. Um, well, you do keep it fun. Um, well, I was I was really impressed by um, your beer mile. I wanted to touch, touch on that. Uh, you ran, I think it was the 2017 beer mile. It was, mile. Yeah. yeah. I was also there in the relay. Oh, you so, were? Yes, we watched you run. <laughs> I mean, and we'll, you know, we'll tweet out pictures of Bethany. I mean, she's not a, what you would think, a typical... Uh, heavy drinker? Heavy <laughs> beer drinker. But, I mean, what? so what inspired you to come out and do the Pacers beer mile? Um, was it Lisa, Lisa, Lisa did basically Lisa Reeves probably did, right? Yeah. Lisa yeah. did some convincing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the beer mile was all the rage a couple of years know, ago. Know, Everybody was doing it yeah. and I was watching it, you know, the live stream on flow track when Nick Simmons was doing it. And I thought that does not look that hard. Right. <laughs> I am going to train for this and I'm going to beat Nick Simmons. Yeah. I don't think I ended up beating Nick Simmons. Uh, you ran? I, I want to do you remember what your time was? I mean, we could. It was like the first unofficial one was like 608, and the official one was what, 620 something? Yeah, 620. On the official, when we had the course marked out, you had the four beers that we had a referee yeah. judge. So 620 something. I mean, I think I just, I ran. I can't drink four beers. I, in I know. So no, I, I think I ran one in like nine minutes, and it is. Uh, it was an incredible – I mean, I haven't seen you run a marathon, but that was an incredible display, an athletic display. I have to give you a lot of props for that. <laughs> My crowning achievement, honestly. <laughs> probably. <like. laughs> probably what. So did you actually train for – I mean, to run 620, you have to kind of train, right? No? Uh, just Well, the the running part, that was pretty easy. I felt right, confident. Course, like I could run right. like probably a 530. Yeah. But then, yeah, drinking, I just practiced with, like, chugging LaCroix. Okay, so love. carbonated, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly the way to do it. So yeah. Because of the carbonation. And people don't talk about like, it. It's more bubbly in the carbonated yeah. water than beer, so the beer goes down yeah. a little easier. Yeah. So, True. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you were, like, close to – I don't know if Flowtrack was able to get our uh, – was able to certify our course and i think it's kind of died down now where there might not be a world championship but if you don't make the olympic team i mean if there's an olympic team for beer beer miling i think you you are you're a shoe-in do you want to go oh, for a yeah. third trial yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe after 20 let's focus on 2020 and then um yeah so um have you done any international events uh have you made world teams yet have you made usa teams I have made the world mountain running team. Mountain running team. Okay. Yes. Well, tell me about that. Uh, well, it's up a black diamond ski hill. The trials are like okay. the national championship. I think it was two years ago. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it was a 
I don't even remember the grade. I think it was 40% grade. Oh my and gosh. you basically just like mount like hiking it was so hard it was somewhere it was called loon mountain in new hampshire it's a ski resort that was where they did the the u.s championships i got second there um and then every other year the world championships for mountain running changes where it's either an uphill year or up and downhill so i got an uphill year when i qualified and yeah it was like seven miles and you're just running slash climbing it's definitely hard and and where were the world championships bulgaria bulgaria so you went to bulgaria wow (laughs) yeah that's crazy i couldn't put i don't know where our map is but i couldn't point out bulgaria on the map that sounds like it sounds like a long way away so are you bringing up these events to your coach or is your coach saying like hey bethany i have this idea for a training (laughs) run that i want to do with you um we actually both kind of found it because i was having a really just like rough year running and i i wanted to do something where time didn't matter and i could just switch it up and he the coach the richmond coach actually was involved with that race so Mm. their friends he suggested to my coach and yeah my coach kind of was the one who found it i guess but usually it's me that's brutal yeah (laughs) it was fun though because it definitely just gave you something else to focus on than splits on the track and, you know, road races. Yeah, it was there's cool. no reference for your standard in a seven-mile uphill yeah. course. Like, what are you supposed to run in that? It, yeah, there's, like, yeah, no reference. I think my last mile was, I want to say, like, 10 minutes, just straight uphill. Wow. So it was wow. rough. All right, well, um, we'll, we'll tweet out a number, a number of articles. Uh, Charlie sent me an article that you were profiled in Run Washington. There's a couple of articles we'll, we'll tweet out as well. Um, you got you got to give your dad a lot of props because he told you that you weren't quitting, and you're glad you didn't quit now, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, at this I'm point, Doug so is glad. yeah. He is he is he is a lot to uh, he's got to take a lot of credit for you continuing to run. Oh yeah. Um, any any more marathons before? Nope. Um, so j- just the trials will be trials. it. All right. Well, Tess, Docs, and I will be there. At least we oh, say really? we're going to be. Well, we're 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 kind of angling for sponsorships too to get us there, but we're we're hoping oh, to cool. be there as well. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to speak to you when when we're there. So yeah, um, awesome. Well, Bethany, I really appreciate you joining us and telling your story. Thanks for having here. me. Yeah, absolutely. There she goes. It's Bethany, Bethany S. She's joining <laughs> us here on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Bethany for joining us today on Pace Nation. You can find her on Twitter. It's BSAC1. S-A-C-H. S-A-C-H-1 uh, on Twitter, and BethSAC on Instagram. Uh, so give her a follow on both those platforms. Um, really fun interview. Impressive. I mean, I learned some stuff there. I didn't know the, 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 a couple things. Like the running 20 miles the day before a marathon. Insane. And then going on to finish second. And finishing second. Crazy. Um, getting, I, I knew that there was an accident of some sort, but being hit from behind, she's running in a car going 50 miles an hour, hits her, like throws her into a ditch. Basically, she just bounces off and... Walks away. Walks away. I mean, that is, that's crazy. Um, you know, that is, is a higher being looking out for her. That's amazing. Or a testament to her, you know, fitness or 
agility or athleticism or something. I mean, it's just crazy that uh, that happened. But uh, a lot of good stuff there. Really enjoyed that interview. Um, she'll be really fun to follow uh, as we get closer to uh, the 2020 Olympic trials, Olympics, and all that stuff. That we will, of course, be at the Olympic trials in Atlanta. That'll be fun as well. All right. Um, so uh, we will tweet out all the particulars on on Bethany. So a lot of good stuff there. So uh tess uh you came to me today with an interesting story that you found and um i'm particularly interested because uh this guy sports fan can relate uh big time premier league guy who follows his team and he gets to all his team's away games by running (laughs) running now i've I've run to i i I love it because i've run to nats nats park i'll run to you know, maybe a cap. Yeah, but that's downtown. what four miles from <laughs> yeah, your place. Exactly, exactly. So, tell me the story about this guy who is a uh, a Burnley fan uh, that he runs to all his teams' pr- Premier League games. Yeah. So this is Scott Cunliffe, and mm-hmm. he is a Burnley fan. So they're in the Premier League. They're currently in fifteenth place out of twenty. So they're out of the relegation, which okay. is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, he is running to all nineteen of their away games this season. And so, for a little geographical reference please i need that they're pretty far north okay and so he is running to a ton of southern away games this year he picked a bad season and he (laughs) said to himself he's got a ton of games in london this year and essentially he has to run his own 10 marathon and 10 day challenge wow to get there and he's actually doing it as part of a charity 100 percent of the proceeds and he's raising donations wow are going to local charities and and premier league groups um in local communities so it's a great cause but he's just doing this project that is essentially a full-time job to run to an away game every weekend so all right so how far is one away game Let's It'll say, depend on the game. Okay, obviously depend on the game, but we're talking maybe a couple hundred miles, right? Yeah, so he's going to total a little over 3,000 miles over 19 wow, games. That's amazing. All right, well, we'll have to follow this uh, this progress. Uh, he calls it uh, the runaway challenge. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to um, keep keep tabs on when when does the when does the Premier League is it going on now? I should know this. It uh, starts in August and okay. ends in May. Okay. So he's actually got a tough double as his last two running to Chelsea and then Everton. Okay. Um, and he had a tough double in December as well, running to London twice for the Spurs and Arsenal away games. Wow. So for that one, he essentially had to run down to London, take the train back up, and then start running down to London again the next day. <laughs> That's. I would just think, can we just stay here in London? I mean, <laughs> we've already on. run who's, to the game. <laughs> who's going to really take note? Come on, uh, no, that's that's super cool. Um, makes me feel like my four mile run to the Nats Park this uh, this uh, summer is 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 a little bit weak, but um, I do enjoy that. And we will actually have more information about some stuff we'll be doing. Uh, you can run to a Nats game this summer that we can uh, we can talk to you about uh, later on in the in the year. There was another world record set, uh, a world record for running a mile with your dog. Uh, Olympian Anthony Famiglietti set the world record with a dog running 3.59 for a mile. So uh, we'll tweet out the video of him running with this dog. He did it last week. Uh, he's 40 years old and has been training to run a sub four minute mile uh after 40 which is incredible in itself uh but he ran uh this this uh this course that was not on a track but it was it looked like a bike path with his dog measured out a mile 
or with a dog measured out a mile 359 it wasn't his dog not not his dog i'm always curious about who these dogs are and if they're also going through similar training <laughs> stuff they i mean I, I would think a dog who's going to run a four minute mile needs to have yeah you're just not going to go out and run a four minute mile no uh so i, I would imagine this dog is well trained uh to to run those type of fast distances. Honestly, fast if I'm being completely honest, every time someone talks about like, yeah, I'm going to go around run a race with my dog. I always imagine like small dogs. Right. And I just get such a little kick out of it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, this Chihuahua is really bucking no, it. <laughs> this is like a, it's not a huge dog, but this looks like a 40 pound, some type, type of hound dog. Uh, and, and I've got experience running with my own dog. The dog does pull you a little bit. So I'm not saying that he could necessarily run a four minute mile without dog right now, but it's, crazy impressive i mean the guy was a a world-class uh runner you know in his day obviously still has a lot a lot lot left to 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 do and a lot more to give in his running career but uh 359 on look what it looks like to be a bike path pretty impressive so i felt like that you know that's a pace the nation story something that uh, hits dogs and running world records right up our alley so congrats to to fam uh his name his nickname fam for running uh 359 with his dog this podcast of course is sponsored by pacers running pacers running with five area dc locations pacers running is for every run uh we just had the love the run you're with 5k last week uh next up you've got two options for saint patty's day the four courts four miler followed by the St. Patty's Day 10K. So uh, sign up for those today, runpacers.com backslash races. Uh, so speaking of the love the run you're with, I, I was putting on all these races for Wardy and I didn't get a chance to go on Sunday. But you went, right? I didn't. I had several friends who ran who okay, also so, had dog-related running. Oh, so so you had friends who went. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. So I uh, unfortunately didn't go, but I always like to highlight our races. Uh, it, it, from all accounts, it was an awesome, awesome race, awesome day. Uh, we do allow dogs in every one of our races except for Parkway. So if you want to run with your dog and see how fast you can run, 459 mile or you know 1059 mile, whatever it is, uh, you can sign up for uh, any of our races except for Parkway. I just hope they don't have the same experience as what Kara did, whose dog Jameson, who's mm-hmm. in the shop sometimes yep. in Clarendon, we love, love Jameson. him. He um, he got a little tired. <laughs> Jameson's got short legs. <laughs> He's got little legs. Yeah, he does. Uh, but he was carried the final <laughs> mile. <laughs> See, that's what you're envisioning. No, this is not the dog mile that uh, Family Yeti ran. No, uh, that that is that is tough. Um, that because probably Jameson's probably you know 25 30 pounds 40 40 pounds wow so she was able to run the rest of the way yeah. with the dog wow well uh we, again you can run with all your all our races except for the parkway with your dog just whether sure. you're carrying them yeah, or they're well, on their but, own but, but i would you know <laughs> recommend make sure that your dog is uh is is well trained beforehand um we tend to get some some cold weather for uh that that race every year but uh it was relatively warm, no rain, mid 30s. So I think that's a sign of things to come for the for the 2019 Pacers race season. So sign up for uh, sign up for the uh, two two races uh, for St. Patrick's Day today. You can get a medal actually for all. You can get a medal for both, and then you get a third medal if you do them both. So uh, very cool uh, weekend of events there. So love the run you're with, of course is a Valentine's Day race. As we record here, it's February 14th, Valentine's Day. 
What are your big Valentine's Day plans, Tess? Honestly, this sounds super lame, but my mom is my Valentine nice. every year. That's cool. <laughs> Since I was a kid, we always That's do cool. something fun together. Nice. So. All right, so you're going to do something with your mom. Yeah, okay. I got her tulips. Very good. As a little surprise. Right, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I think I'm, Julie's like, my valentine i think no she is uh you think yeah no, no, no i and i'm i think you I need think a confirmation going, I, I think we're going i think we're going with her with our friends somewhere tonight um i don't know it's, it's probably a bad idea probably everybody's gonna be out on valentine's day tonight you know um, i really love the whole galentine's thing the day before what, i saw that what, I love what is it. that uh essentially you celebrate you could also celebrate palentine's day for okay. your gentleman friends okay Got uh, it. but it's essentially like for me i love valentine's day it's one of my favorite holidays mm-hmm. Just because I think it's an awesome opportunity to show the people that you care about how much you love them and there how much go. they mean to you. So I think it's just a cool holiday so if you take Galentine's it beyond Day, that. So the Valentine's Day, gotcha, is yeah. for your gal friends. Exactly. Valentine's Day. Oh, I got it. I saw a lot of that yesterday. I thought, is this like a February 13th thing? It I is. I ca- it it kind of is. is. I guess okay. you could do it on either day. All right. Very cool. All right. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Tess, that um, the Marathon Investigator was in the news again. I our buddy Derek Murphy, who we've had on the program, he's the guy who goes out and busts all the uh, cheating marathoners out there. Uh, we made a plea to the Philadelphia Marathon last week to please nix these results from these cheaters. And I don't know if it's coincident or not a coincidence or not a coincidence, but uh, Murphy's site, MarathonInvestigation.com, was taken offline a couple days after that, after our podcast came out. Uh, there is some speculation that I'm not saying it's because of us or our listeners, you know, reporting in about the Philly Marathon, but there is some speculation that there was some folks who really didn't approve of their uh, th- their pictures being uh, plastered on his website and then being called out as cheaters. And there's thought that somebody was able to kind of hack in and take their pictures down and take the website down. So people get upset when you call them out for for cheating and when he calls them out, I'll tell you, I've been to the site. I go to the site every week. He's got a lot of good evidence on you. So I don't know if this person could make a case that they were unjustly called out, but it would be tough for me to see that that, that would be the case. I think he does a good job of, of A, showing evidence mm-hmm. when he's kind of calling someone out, and then B, doesn't really, he doesn't say anything that could be debated. Right. I think it's pretty cut and dry. I'm totally with you. But somebody was upset, it sounds like, and so his site should be back up and running. I think um, we'll, we'll report back next week when, when his site's back up. Um, and I also wanted, in a related news uh, story, I wanted to mention uh, a, a story that, that came out uh, yesterday about a Utah runner uh, who, was, who was called out by Derek Murphy and the Marathon Investigation Team uh, for cheating in ultramarathons where this guy would do these uh, timed races where, where he would um, go around a track or some sort of loop and then just hang out in the porta potty. So let's say it would take him 30 minutes to do the entire section of the course. He would do it in seven minutes because he'd just be hiding in the porta potty. Yeah, no one wants to hang out in there for 30 minutes. No. Well, he would hang out in there for seven minutes or so. Sports Illustrated did an article on him, and um, after, uh, after Murphy called him out, um, and, uh, he was like this decorated ultra marathoner and he was stripped of his titles. Well, later on, uh, this past week, he, uh, has been charged with 
148 fraudulent business expensing tallies that uh, he was charging the state of Utah up to the tune of $50,000. So he was cheating in these races and then cheating the state of Utah by charging them for whatever his job was, charging them extra extra charges that, that were fraudulent. So I believe, again, I'm maybe taking a leap here, I believe that the, 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 the marathon investigator put the state of Utah onto this guy and then they caught him and busted him and put him in jail. I love a good conspiracy yeah, theory so on the show. I, yeah, I mean, that's just me saying it. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to get our website taken down or anything like that. I'm just speculating. All right, Tess, so I mentioned that the runner rankings are officially out. And now Bethany was in the running, but she didn't run enough qualifying races. I didn't want to give her a hard time when she was here. but uh, the She's runner- got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, she definitely does. But I wanted to mention, give props uh, to everybody who uh, was an official finisher in the 2018 runner rankings. Just by doing three ranked races in the fall and three ranked races in the spring, uh, you are officially part of the rankings. So... We had thousands and thousands of, of runners uh, actually do that. So congrats to everybody. Special shout out to Rochelle Basil, who was the top woman uh, in the runner rankings. And then Paul Thistle uh, was a top male. Two plant names. Yeah. Is that is that true? Is, is Thistle? A... Thistle's a plant. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Okay. I like that symmetry this year. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Two plant names. Congratulations to both of them. All right, great show, Tess. All alone. <laughs> we uh, hope to have Docs back soon, but I wouldn't bank on next week. So you and I, same t- place, same time next week. Always. Um, and we'll, we'll get Docs back when he's back in town. All right, thanks to Bethany S. for joining us today on the program. Again, you can follow her on Twitter. It's B Sack one B S A. CH1. Give her a follow on Twitter. Root her on in the Olympic trials there next year in 2020 in Atlanta. Alright, for Test Strike, I'm Chris Farley. This has been Pace the Nation episode 183. We will see you next week. your name one more time. Sackleben. Sackleben. All right.